0: The Gospel According to Mark. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, "In those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken." Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then the Son of Man will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware. Keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like someone going on a journey, who leaving home and putting the slaves in charge of their own work commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know when the Lord of the house will come. In the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else coming suddenly, the Lord may find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all: Keep awake. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. you get the news alert? Did you hear the mind-boggling scientific news released in October? Sidebar, I am now speaking about something I know nothing about. <laughs> As the report goes, weeks earlier, some scientists, here's the clue, got the alert that a satellite had detected a Gamma ray burst, whatever that is. Two stars, larger than our sun, swirled around each other a 1,000 times a second until they collided. And then they radiated waves and a torrent of electromagnetic radiation. Anyway, the scientists hit the roof. They said it was like Christmas. They hooted and they hollered and they alerted other astronomers to get their eyes into telescopes to witness this burst in a galaxy just 130 million light-years away, which is actually close to us, they say. This universe-shaking announcement, as it was called. Allowed scientists to collect a huge amount of data regarding neutron stars, which are the most extreme nuclear physics environments in the universe today. That's the part that some of you scientists could explain to me after the service. Anyway, scientists believe that our precious metals, gold, silver, and platinum, were produced in collisions like this. And from this observation, scientists can now measure the expansion of the universe in new ways. The gospel writer, Mark, shares universe-shaking news. In today's gospel, at Christ's coming, the powers of the heavens will be shaken. The sun and moon will be darkened. Stars will fall from heaven. Cosmic and cataclysmic, the apocalyptic alert that we get today is not meant to frighten us, not meant meant to scare us, but to wake us up to the urgency of the gospel message. Don't sleep through life and miss it. But for Mark, the death of Christ was the universe-shaking event in all time. Images in today's gospel appear in the passion narrative. Remember, the disciples fall asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane, though Jesus tells them to be awake. And at Jesus' death, darkness covers the land, and the curtain of the temple is torn in two. And for Mark, Jesus' death on the cross reveals him as Son of God. But there's more. There's more cosmic stuff in today's first reading. Imagine the ancient Israelites amid suffering and exile looking up at the stars, looking up at the sky, and pleading with God, come down and save us. Or as the text says, Tear open, rend the heavens, and come down. Now, they had no scientific understanding of the universe. They thought of the sky as a plastic-like covering, a dome over the earth. They pleaded, they alerted God, if you will, to break the skin of the firmament, like an animal tearing open a cage. So desperately... They longed for hope. Today, we get an Advent alert that Christ is coming. But here's the thing. Most of us sort of go into the past and pretend that we're waiting for Christ to be born in Bethlehem. Or we go into the future and talk about a second coming far, far away and wonder what that has to do with us. Rather, think of the Advent alert, the Advent wake-up call as the universe-shaking news, that the reign of God is coming among us, here, now. Oh, oh, but think of all the alerts we get this, this time of year and these days, making it nearly impossible to discern what is important and what is not. And talk about the urgency of all of them. So Douglas Ruskoff has written a book called Present Shock. When everything happens now, he writes that the future that we've been waiting for has arrived, but no one has any time to live it. Rather, we face an always-on, live-streamed reality that our human minds and human bodies don't seem able to inhabit, and you wonder why we're overstressed overworked, overtired. So Rushkov talks about the alerts, the alerts of our digital universe that are always pinging and ringing and dinging with the latest news and stock quotes, the email responses and texts, the Facebook updates, the tweets. And he says that they come at us with the urgency that happened when Walter Cronkite interrupted the regular programming in 1963 with the news that Kennedy had been shot. Now everything, now all the news comes at us with that kind of urgency. And you wonder how much we can handle. In fact, doesn't it seem like we're always on high alert? Wondering what we'll read and hear in the news? Wondering what attack or dangerous event will be there next? What bad news? Are any of us reading the news, listening to it, expecting for hope? For good news? During these dark days? And speaking of dark days, who needs to be reminded of the decrease of light and how that affects so many of us? Our gospel may tell us to be awake and alert, but many of us would rather just stay in bed or stay in bed longer when the sun isn't even up yet at 7 o'clock, it seems. And more of us have trouble sleeping. It's hard to be alert when you feel lethargic, when you feel overwhelmed by the December madness when you feel overwhelmed by the barrage of commercials alerting us to define this season by what we buy. Did you get the Advent alert? Keep awake. You do not know the hour or the day when Christ will come. Now, friends, hear these words not as shaming amid the busy and bustle of this season, amid the procrastination you may feel, amid the loss, grief, or depression, or just feeling blue when everybody else seems to be in a holiday spirit. Instead, hear these words as gift. Be alert. Life is short. Two of our community died this past week. That's a reminder of that. One, Joyce, after a long journey with Alzheimer's and the other Linda from a senseless, random, mysterious accident. As our Wednesday study group remembered these two remarkable women and, their, and the particularity of their very different deaths, one person exclaimed with such passion that it almost gave me goosebumps